0: Sports show presents House of Rugby. Hello, my name's is rassan Rule, and you're all very welcome to House of Rugby. We had a winning weekend for the Irish provinces, Leinster, Ulster and Munster winning at home and Connacht getting the better of the Sharks over in Durban. And to look back on round five of the URC, I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Lindsay Pete and Brent Pope. You're both very welcome. Lindsay, we had no storm to contend with this week. How are you doing?
1: It was good, but it was still a, a dodgy weekend weather-wise, wasn't oh, it? don't talk to me. I don't me. think
0: you're... Let me feel you.
1: No, you're still I, I ha, I'm you're still, still a bit
0: frozen, yeah. We'll, we'll look back on it. I don't want to remember too much of Friday night. I was in Belfast, mm. Ulster and Lyons, and it was horrendous. It was so grim up there. Um, we were speaking just before we started recording there. It's never warm up in Belfast, but it was torrential rain on top of it, so... Horrible conditions to play in, and, and Ulster they they sought out, they got the better of the lines, but we expected a much bigger g- margin at the end. But um, really tough conditions,
1: tough conditions, and I think we we spoke about this last week. And Brent, you can give us your thoughts on it. But I think the Ulstermen can be infuriating at times to see the caliber of rugby that they can put together, their phases, their decision making, and we saw some sublime pieces of rugby. And that was, again, testament to the what we alluded to last week, what, what they actually are capable of. I thought James Hume was exceptional, actually, mm. back in that centre partnership with Stuart McCluskey. So it was lovely to see. And then we had Scott Wilson, who we praised last week, got his start, um, deservedly so. Mm-hmm. And he's there making line breaks. And you kind of see glimpses of this, glimpses of this young Ty furlong. And you're like, OK, now we have... And Dan McFarren has actually given opportunity to now the younger Ulster man who we've seen in Irish setups. Mm-hmm. And it's lovely to see... So I think, again, regardless of the margin, they'd be very happy to get back on the horse with a win away. So really terrible conditions. Do you know, it's grand that they're with the, the, the new all-weather pitch, but, I mean, that doesn't be, mean that the ball isn't like a slippery baby just out of the bath. Do you know, it's very hard. So they did a nice mix, I thought, of in close quarters, um, using their forwards and then some nice intricate plays between the forwards and backs and and had some nice scores. So um, if I was Dan McFarlane and an Ulsterman after, mm-hmm. you know, uh, weathering that cold (laughs) blip up north, I'd be very happy, to be honest.
0: The Lions, in fairness to them, put them under pressure as well, Brent.
2: Yeah, the Lions have been sort of, uh, uh, they're playing better than the other South African teams at at this stage, but I agree with Lindsay. know, the conditions played a big part in that. Yes, Ulster would have thought on the Thursday or Friday, they would have liked a bit of winning margin and the Lions were still in the match. But we did see touches of the way they want to play. And I said they can be infuriating because they have so much power up front now with the likes of Dave viewers coming on board and Henderson back playing. A lot of introduction of a lot of young players. But I'd agree with James Hume. You know, he's been a player that's been around the fringes for the last couple of years. He's really performing this year. So he'll get his, he'll get his chances in this year's uh, Six Nations, hopefully. But... Yeah, I think all the provinces, and we'll look at the other provinces um, individually, but I think they can all be pretty pleased mm-hmm. with where they sit. You just look at the relative strength and depth of the countries, mm. and you've got all the Irish teams in the top six. You've got all of them winning last week. You've got the Welsh down the bottom. You've got no middle ground. You've mm. either got teams that have only lost one match, or teams that've only won one match, and I mean, uh, I like the performance of Zebra in the weekend. Or whatever they got a, a draw to yeah, follow they got the a win, draw, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, performance of Benetton, because they we we expect them to be every annually on the bottom. But yeah. it's now the Sharks. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, John Palmtree I played against John. I mean, he won't be happy with that loss to Conard because I mean, the Sharks are meant to be a force in South African rugby and yeah. playing at home. Although they're called what the Hollywood Sharks now, it yeah. just doesn't work, does it? But um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think i will, will be happy with her and the, and the trajectory and giving the young players a, a go and the form of some of these younger players that are coming into the squad rotation. So that's a good part of the competition.
0: There will be a <coughs> lot of areas that they'll look at that they won't be fully happy with their accuracy. But again, the conditions played a part in that. But the, another slow start again this week. When you look back on last week, again, with Munster, it took them a while to get into that game. What do you put that down to? Do you think they went into this game and took it for granted a bit?
1: No, not at all. I think if we look at their halfback pair and they changed it again, you know, you've the likes of the experienced Billy Burns on the bench, John Cooney coming back from injury, um, who I thought actually John was very good at managing the game when he came on. Um so I think Dan McFarland is using these games to kind of no more than Leinster when we'll get mm. on to them is kind of blooding the the new inexperienced players with experience there. Like Ian Henderson, it was a game for him. Mm. Like he carried some massive ball, he won some great like your set piece is key on really wet weather. It is like, you know, it is cliche, Brent, isn't it? But it's the, the facts are that your pack will get you good, go forward and launch ball from set piece, you know, in those weather conditions so the backs can, can do their thing. So, um, no, I think Dan McFarnell is probably trying to deepen his squad, mm-hmm. deepen his experience. And he's made changes now. It's not it's not consistent. Like Hume didn't start last week. Obviously, he's only coming back and he started mm-hmm. there. So, And then, as I said, a new, a very young halfback pair Uh, went 9 and 10. So, yeah, I think he's just... Do you think they're a bit
2: like Munson, in a sense, Lindy? Do you think they just seem to be mm-hmm. missing something as far as dynamism is concerned yes. I know they have a big uh, heavy pack bolstered by the likes of viewers coming in Dave McCann is another
0: player that has really stood yes, out yes he's really stood out season. I
2: put his name down there as one of the young players that's impressed mm-hmm. me I think he's a real future 23 and he's shown uh, I suppose,
0: versatility as well because he started eight, in three different areas seven. in the back row yes, he started no, eight the week uh, did he not play eight the
2: week uh, uh, 7 I think he's playing Eight uh, Carruthers was, no, it, was eight. It? I think was it no I I I don't remember, but anyway, I've seen his other games and he, he's performed really well at at eight. Uh, but I, I just think they need another kind of ball, car, a dynamic ball carrier. Now Timmy usually does it for them yeah. pretty well, but I think a bit like Munster, they need. We saw Ruse will talk about mm-hmm. you know, the yard gains that he made. I just think Jeez, they, he was exceptional. They just maybe lack that mm-hmm. one player that. You know that sort of Rocky Olsen gave Leinster years yeah. ago. That one player, I don't leinster of a heap of them.
1: I tell you who the they're missing, and he got red card at the weekend. Who's it? He went cootie. Oh yeah, yeah. They I think they have yep. really missed him since yes, he's gone back have. to South Africa. They have. And you know he's actually gone from strength to strength. And every time I see him, I'm like, Jesus, Ulster missed the trick to get back in. Because when off come in, which I'm. I'm a, I am excited to see what he but brings. But he's not the, he, he, no, he's not he, the same he, type the of player. Piece. No.
2: But what they need is, I, I always get frustrated when some of these unions go out and buy front bow players. Not to say that they don't need to, to, to bolster the scrum. We'll talk about Ollie Jager in a while. But just... What I would want as a coach is that player like Cootsie that gets you over the game yes. line to get you onto the front foot. Yeah. And there's very few of them in European rugby acting. Look at England the World Cup. They mm. couldn't find there to put a, a number seven back into that number eight mm. role. But teams all need a sort of a player that just brings something else to the dynamas. not just the set piece, not just the hard nose play, but the the, the, the bang for bucks.
1: Just that little bit extra, yeah. yeah. Really Cootsie was like that. Yeah, well, he's like the... He's not the ignition, isn't he? He's the igniter fuel to well, just everything. Even before everything. that, yeah. if you remember
2: Nick Williams, remember the married yes. guy wasn't particularly energetic around the field, but my God, he could get over the game line when you needed him to.
1: Absolutely, because they're fabulous athletes, Ulster. Absolutely. But I would agree Absolutely. with you that there's just something different that they need to just ignite them to just get them like get yeah. them firing. Mm-hmm. So we talk about slow starts, but if you had a QB in there and he's just getting your game yeah, line ball, people just him. feed exactly. off that. It's just yeah. like getting the And you're moving on to the ball exactly.
2: and you're flowing. That's where they just become a bit disjointed, I agree entirely, in the games. And it's why it's a bit frustrating. Because I know they want to play it a certain way but there's just not that balance right yet. And that's something to do with bringing in new players every week. It's hard to get that communication and yeah. balance if you're rotating all the time. But at some stage, you know, looking forward to the, to the um, bigger fish in Europe. Yeah they're going to have to work out how they want to play for the whole game.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I'm glad you brought that up. Fair play to you. <laughs> Because we brought this up last week that they actually probably are struggling to see their identity yeah. or maybe not identity necessarily, but where they're going to play exactly. in, in what area of the field. So that link person probably is exactly what we're alluding mm-hmm. to, that grand when we need to go through your forward pack, but who's yeah. going to get your forward ball? Who's going to yeah. keep the D sucked in? It's really hard to play against. A- when and, w-
0: and would it be a case that Dave McCann could be, but he just needs more time? Oh, absolutely. 23 for a back
1: row probably yeah. in, in the experience like your back row is your key area really in, in, in your pack they can be such influential players I'm sure we'll we'll name a few as the show goes on but um, I think he's just a little bit raw he's done yeah. great to just come in but yes. to put all that pressure on his shoulders yeah. and live and he that. needs
2: a couple of kgs you know
1: uh,
2: and yeah. my, t- my time 108, 110 kgs made you a big man yeah. now we're looking at these players that you know you really need to be as a as a, as a ball carrying Back row, you really need to be sort of 115, 116 yeah, 100, kgs. Gives you that mm-hmm. or that yep. Nick Williams, that yep. sort of size, physique to get you over the game. I, I don't know what uh, you know. other teams, you know, Lentz can get away with it because of the way they play. So they can carry lighter, Hislip type uh, Doris-type players yep. because of the way they play. But when you go back to Ulster, what I think they need is what Munster need is they need those big Ball carries to mm. get them on the front foot.
1: Because the ball is slower. Yeah. So when you're playing up yeah. against a big line of D exactly. and you're not getting that front foot ball, like AD, it's so yeah. hard to play against a, an attacking team that are constantly coming back because you're constantly moving to get yeah. back on the gain yeah. line, get back into a D line. But when you're, it's nice and slow, you're happy because you can get positioning. Exactly. You can smash someone. So this is the thing where I think, yeah, the likes of Munster, uh, Munster and Ulster are missing and they're not going to really see that success in Europe if they can't get that go-forward ball. Grand the URC, they'll yeah. grind out wins. Yes, you want big margins, but it is the bigger picture. We're going to hit Perfect. Europe after yeah. Christmas. That's it.
2: And let's face it, that's the way South Africa won the World Cup. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know, in the sense of getting big bodies on. That They just played it that way. They were happy for the game to be slow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, Even in the final, they were happy the game would be slowed down because that was where their advantage was. But what we're seeing now is you, you're right. When you play against Leinster, you've got to have something more yeah. Yeah. that you can change the game on stage because you know what you're going to get from Leinster. The hardest thing for teams is how do you how stop do and you play that Exactly. Yeah. With the speed of the ball, the speed of the play, the quick ruck time, it's no good having the yeah. best bulky guys if you can't if you can't bring them back down to the way you want to
0: play Looking at Stephen kitsoff you mentioned him there he's mm. coming in this week he and arrived. 85 or he's arrived already yes yeah. so we <laughs> might see him I don't know Would he come <laughs> into the team against Glasgow next weekend, but he has 85 Springbok caps. We saw how is how important he was and the experience he has, even with the Stormers as well, when they won the URC in 2022. He didn't have a team of superstars around him, but he was a key component of that team mm-hmm. and making them winners. So what will he bring to a team like Ulster?
1: I think what he'll bring is a, a bit of cuteness, a, a bit like Nina Barr will bring uh, the experience of of being South African of winning how they win what's your strengths what's other teams weaknesses um he'll definitely be uh, someone who'll be cute at the scrum time and he'll really bring on other players um, and that's the thing when you have a young pack and there's different things that could be just running the game line that could be just something he gives one of the young mm-hmm. lads at the ruck time um, or helping him at the scrum because scrum is about wrestling about angles and what the referee sees mm-hmm. do you know what I mean painting good pictures so I think what he'll bring is pr- and probably a different voice maybe a b- bit of crack yeah. you know redheads are always a bit crazy <laughs> so I'm hoping he'll bring a bit I of crack I still can't
0: believe he's not Irish <laughs> I know he'll be freezing in the cold he looks we're like, more Irish than South <laughs> oh, yeah. African
1: yeah So that's what I think he will bring is just that huge experience. And the same with the Stormers. I mean, they came out of nowhere that year year to win the the URC. They were obviously beaten by Munster last year. Um, And I think he will be a big loss to them. But what is the Stormers loss will be Ulster's gain. And I really am excited to see what he can bring, not as an individual, but to that ingredient to a collective that is really in a transition and trying to, as I said, find their identity and see what way it works for them.
0: It's worth mentioning as well. It was a, a huge boost for Ulster to have Marty Moore back after yes. being out for 11 mm. months as well.
1: Oh, he did well. He did well in the scrum now. He was, and he was full <laughs> he was of blown. fire. He was giving the ref. <laughs> all the referees actually had a tough time over the weekend. I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ. But, um, sorry, I, I used, I, I used the Jesus word too many <laughs> times in this, but, um, yeah, I think it was lovely to see Marty Moore and again it's something with front rows and set piece you need a, a huge flock of us to be honest for a mm-hmm. front row so it was good to see him. and welcome back he did well.
0: Looking ahead yeah. to next week they're um, away to Glasgow. Now Glasgow have been competitive since the start of the season they oh, beat Leinster good. in round 1 um and they have four wins mm. out of five like Ulster do as well. What do you expect from this game?
2: Well, we know what we expect from Glasgow mm-hmm. because yeah. of the way they play it, and uh, you know, and I'm all for it. They play a great brand of rugby when they're allowed to play. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just going back on the and the Kitson thing for a minute, yeah. I, I think Lindsay summed it up perfectly. What I want to see from him is bring the whole experience package because I think just going out and getting a player for the for the scrums or for the line outs isn't enough. No. He needs to bring all that experience to the younger players to to, to teach them the intricacies of the the dark arts mm-hmm. or whatever, that's what he'll bring. Uh, I don't think you pick a prop to bring this all-encompassing running game or something, you you bring it to... to now, Ulster have been pretty good with their set piece yeah. over the last couple of years, so that's not a real worry. So he'll be looked at to bring his experience. Mm-hmm. But just going back to Glasgow, yeah. yep, uh, they play a great brand of rugby. I'd have to say uh, sort of... Against them is is they're not as good as it is Leinster as we know, and they can be reasonably easily shut down by the right teams. I think they struggle against now. I know they beat Leinster in the first first game, but I mean, let's face it, it was a Leinster B stroke C yeah. side. Um, I think Glasgow were at home too, so they were
0: yeah.
2: Yes, I like the way they play the game and I don't think they're going as well as their, all their Scottish players coming back in would suggest because they're coming up against teams that are going through the rotation system at the moment vis-à-vis the first game against Leinster. You looked at all these guys, Van der Merwe, and all these guys coming back in to the fray or whatever and then you know probably not getting the results that... Uh, even last week, I mean, they kind of they got away in the end yeah. of that match but was very nip and tuck mm-hmm. for the first... Forty or fifty minutes, but uh, yeah, they do play a good brand of rugby, and an exciting brand of rugby. Yeah, because they have to.
1: Well, they have to, and the Scottish teams have been—they've uh, been good to watch the last couple of weeks, especially yeah. the back plays. Well. Uh Yeah, um, like Benetton, like were grand kind of set piece, and yeah. when it was like muscle for muscle, pound for pound, but once the ball went out to the backs, they couldn't yeah. cope, and that's the difference between probably the Welsh and Italian mm. teams to then the likes of Scotland, and Ireland. There's just when it's outside kind of the basics of rugby, then they add a little bit something different and they haven't got there yet. I think we said that as well last week. They just need those big no, players. No, Scottish teams were doing well as yeah, opposed to the Welsh well. teams who haven't been yeah, doing yeah.
2: well. But, yeah. but then again, Scotland's just about two teams, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, since the demise of the board is years ago. But uh, So all the players radiate mm-hmm. to those two teams. So you'd expect them to be doing mm. pretty well because you're coming up against the bulk of... You know, most of these players for Glasgow of Edinburgh have had one or two Scottish caps at the least. Then they're born in a couple of Kiwis mm. and a couple of foreigners. So, yeah, you'd expect you'd expect them to be doing well.
0: OK, if we move on to Connacht now and we go in chronico- chronological order of the games at the weekend, a fantastic narrow win for them over in Durban.
1: Listen, not many Irish teams have gone over since the mm. Africans have come into the URC and, and come away with wins. Actually, Connacht, they're... The lucky ones, yes. surprisingly, last season, they got some wins and they started They beat off. the
0: Lions in 2022. They've had five wins altogether, if you look back against the Southern Kings and Cheetahs over in South Africa. But it was a really... Fantastic results.
1: Well, geez, they worked very hard now, I have to say, and they matched them pound for pound because I thought, right, you know, they've given some endeavour now to get through this match. And I thought just at the end, obviously a huge turnover and then a JJ Henry, and who mm. I have to give a shout out to. I thought his kicking, his management of the game was excellent. So I think it's nice to see him in. Actually, when I saw that they had signed him, I was like, well, this is a, a, a good, good experienced man who will yeah. bring something. Again, we're looking at Connacht for depth, consistency and when the likes of Bundy or Mack Hansen are out at Irish trials, that you have experienced players to come in and kind of, I suppose, step up into their place and and make sure that that experience and and galvanise again a young team. But uh, to get a point win in Durban against a, a very... A good outfit, a yeah. really good outfit. Mm. Um, I think they'll be be very happy.
0: Especially in that heat and humidity and the conditions when you go from Edinburgh the week before to Durban. There's, there's a big difference there. And what stood out for me from Connacht this week, which they lacked last week, was composure. Well,
2: it's a huge shout out for a lot of reasons for Connacht rugby, because I suppose, you know, in a good way, I compare them to sort of a Portugal in the World Cup. You know, the 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 summer whole is greater than the parts in a sense. You know, they play with such camaraderie, they play mm-hmm. with such team spirit. They have a good young, uh, re- relatively raw and inexperienced coaching ticket. I think getting Muldoon back to look after it. I mean, he's so, it's such a part of the history of Connacht rugby. But I just thought they were magnificent. Yeah. And I think it was summed up by that double tackle, I think by Prendergast. and oh, uh, on the and, turnover, uh, yeah. yeah. And the turnover, something like that. They just went at it. Yes, uh, you know they could be they could be a little bit fortunate as the game went. I think the sharks gave up a number of opportunities, but they mm. just kept at it, kept at it, kept at yeah. it. And also the fact that what a win for 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 a young side and rotational basis away from home, mm. in a place of, of 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 kind of such a reputation that the sharks have over years to yeah. get that win will just garnish the team to do to do bigger and better things when they welcome back Hanson and Bundyaki. That'll just strengthen them, mm-hmm. but I think it's more about their academy system and what they're trying to what they're, they're trying to do there in Connacht Rugby and the way they want to play the game and the way they they all gel together. I think that's the good things about Connacht Rugby. Yeah. I mean, outstanding wise personalities. You know, there's a, a a few players that are playing really well, but I think it's more the collective. Yeah for them.
0: Yeah, and I suppose as you said there's the Sharks really put them under pressure. They had so many opportunities that they squandered, but Connacht's work rate and resilience was what won them the game and we know the beautiful brand of rugby that Connacht can play but this was a different type of win for them this was a gritty hard fought win
1: a gritty hard fought win and they stuck in the game and even there with the double tackle like their decision makings when obviously the out half from the, the Lions or the Sharks wanted to you know play out of his own half which is grand but he had no one with him so they're the areas yeah, they where you're like poor. very poor. He had no support. He had no one to clear his rook. So it was a good decision by Connacht to not only double tackle but then mm. attack for the turnover. And it's those decisions where you either make it for it's a it's a positive yeah. and it's a turnover, or you can be goosed if you go to a rook where you've no numbers. They on looked the like they're gonna be side. goosed a couple of times. They exactly. shot out the line,
2: that Oh no, what's he what's he doing? But they got away with it.
1: Because um Am did he not for a kick through and was a weird oh. And Cock at that weird, oh, weird uh, try, yeah. went off about three yeah. uh, and f- and f- and feet. And and nobody stopped,
0: I, and Co- I kind of thought it had gone forward. They yeah. all stopped playing, but it was yeah. so
1: messy. Oh yeah, my it god! Was. And I was looking at it, going, "Oh no!" Like for all their work and hard work and yeah. grace, this is going to be just the un- you know the break in the fairy tale mm-hmm. now. But playing to be whistle, fair, whistle, I know was shouting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the whole of the West of Ireland yeah. were like, "Please, ref!" But this, one, I mean, like we've named two really experienced players just alone there that you know the Sharks had and. A very young Connacht mm-hmm. team, so um, wasn't said, I wasn't great. Well, he
2: was good for the first uh, for the first half, but second? Oh, no, good for the second half, but the mm-hmm. started. Yeah, he's bad. well. I think he's the injury, just come back from injury, He's just
1: back from injury, and yeah. I think as well, it depends on his par- his pairing. He's mm-hmm. he's not a player who, I suppose, when he he's he's obviously exceptional, he's world class, yeah. but it is about confidence. So I think he is a confidence yeah. player no, so he needs to get back. I and mean, you yeah.
2: could see it in the second half when he came yeah. more into the into the game, but uh, no, I. I you know, so I know John Blom Pumphrey. Well, he'll be hugely yeah. disappointed because how do you, you know, even the people at the match, I and mean, the the mm-hmm. swim pool down the back and the slide, <laughs> Hydra slide, and then there weren't <laughs> many people at the game. You know, I think you were saying in uh, the commentary or whatever that was. And they should have transferred it to a, a smaller ground. Mm-hmm. You know, get a bit of that atmosphere back, especially when you call yourself Holly, Holly <laughs> Hollywood. Shark. <laughs> yes, yes. No, honey. Oh. You know, yeah. and cost you, the shorts or whatever Hollywood or something. <laughs> you
0: mentioned JJ Hanrahan there and it wasn't just how composed he was to get that winning kick at the end it was his tactical decisions as well that I suppose drove Connacht on and it's brilliant to have a player like that come in now the experience he brings and to have that rivalry and to put pressure on Carty that they can both you know keep each other's standards up and bring maybe the consistency that was lacking at the number 10 position into the team now.
1: Yeah because that's something we said Jack Harty is, is an exceptional player like he's world class but probably the one thing that has let him down and then that impacts an overall and he's not the only one it's an inconsistent performance but when your out half is so central to your yeah. decision making your decisions around the pitch how you move your forwards around what your back plays are what your launch plays are and Obviously, we'll go into Crowley and and Keane Prendergast, who I thought were exceptional. Yeah. So to to see all the number tens really firing and how important they are to to mm-hmm. the provinces and to Ireland as we go on. Um, yep. you know Johnny obviously there's been lots of chat about him but now we need to kind of without undermining the absolute world class he is one of a kind so now we have to find a replacement mm-hmm. but it's lovely to see lots of number 10s in this Absolutely. position uh, and push uh, uh,
2: you know uh, um, uh, I said something about New Zealand rugby there <laughs> before about they would wish they would have had so much depth of young players coming through because out in New Zealand I know they're even scratching their head as who's going to be the next I mean obviously they've got short term replacements you know but I mean who's going to be the Long-term replacements mm. for their out halves or whatever like that. You, you're looking straight at the weekend. You're looking at three players that were probably there or they were about amount of the match, or two yeah. of them were
1: absolutely and yeah.
2: and Prendergast not far behind them in Leinster. So you've got three cracking out halves out there yeah. at the moment. You know, I mean, you know that's that's <laughs> moving forward in the mm-hmm. next few years. Yeah, who knows? There'll be others come on board. I'm sure. But uh, but that was a, the, the read for me for the weekend was. My God, these guys, you know, I mean, Crowley looked like a veteran out there. Yeah. was he yeah. brilliant, yeah. He was brilliant. Yeah. Brandegas was good for Lince. So he, he looked like a young Johnny Sexton, even in the way he moves around the field. Hanrahan was great. I mean, his time's probably passed internationally, but I think you make a point that going back to Connett was a good move for them because he brings that experience, mm-hmm. like we asked Kitsoff to do, that, that Hanrahan will bring that experience. Mm-hmm. And plus he can play in different <coughs> positions, of course, he doesn't. just have to be an out-half. He can play in the centres, Yeah, you know, play fullback fullback if he had to. So... I think that was great, but just a great win.
0: Yeah. And what kind well, of impact will a win like this now have on Connacht's season? You know, these mini tours, having the whole squad together. I think people,
1: unless you've been in that bubble, you don't understand. And Brent will mm. hopefully back this up, is that when you go away, it's time to just you're you're in a bubble where you get to actually immerse yourself. So you might be chatting to mm-hmm. players or lads that you've only mm. actually, you know, joined the team. And JJ han will probably relish in the fact that he gets to. You know, maybe have a few beers or have a bit of downtime with lads he hasn't, and he gets to see them on a personal basis. And when you know someone inside the jersey and you know them, that it's easier then to galvanize your team because. You know the person. You want to fight for something. So everyone's on the same the same page. So I just think it br- brings up that culture that everyone speaks about. It builds up exactly what your team and you get to see who the clowns and the jokers are and you get yeah. to see who the leaders are. So everyone reveals themselves. I suppose the jersey comes off and everyone gets to see the but that's
2: the That's the winning formula. So many people come back to me about coaching. They say, oh, you know, it's all about skill set. No. 80% of the time, it's about building that culture and it's mm-hmm. about playing for each other. If you can get that in any sport, I'm not just talking yeah. about rugby, if you can get that in any sport, then you're going to win more games than you're going to lose. Okay, sometimes it'll go wrong because you just come up against a better team yeah. at the end of the day. But most of the time, if you can stick in it like what Conn proved and you can build that culture, build that team spirit, build that ability to play for each other and go beyond, a bit, that's why I said they compared to the Portuguese... That interview that Portuguese captain gave at the end of it, they said, you must be tired. You played every game. And he said, he just reached to his heart, yeah. and he said, this is what it's about. Yeah. And I just thought that summed it up. And that's what sums up Connacht's rugby. I know they're better than that, in the sense of just being a team of camaraderie. But what this win, the question was, asked what this win will give them on the road. And so, actually, Lynn said, they'll be together for a couple of days in the bubble. They'll have a few beers. They'll get to celebrate mm-hmm. a win. They'll come back. Training mm-hmm. this week will be all upbeat and everything like that. They've just got to keep it going.
0: Yeah, and they head to Pretoria next weekend and that'll be a much tougher task when they face the Bulls. But Connacht won't be happy leaving South Africa with just the one win now. No, and I think they should. Like
1: we said, like I I want them to go and demand wins. Like Mm -hmm. we, I Mm -hmm. would like to see them kind of stop being the nice guys. Uh, Yeah, just stop being the nice guys. You've exceptional players there. And go on demand wins. You know, stick your chest out and say that we're Connacht Rugby. This is the way we're going to play. You've experienced, you can play tight, you can go through your pack. You can now, that they've deepened the squad and if they can keep those players injury free. Like they've experienced in Hawkshaw, Peter Dooley that obviously came from Leinster, that have huge experience in big, big games. Obviously, JJ Hanrahan, you know, he's, yeah. you know, his, his CV he had Finlay is good. come back in. Finley's coming back in, you know, Bundy and Mack. So Who's the hooker to come from Munster? Like he's like so well, like
2: he was like built like a little bulldog. I oh, know, yeah. I guess I, uh, McElroy, is it? Uh, um, I don't know. I'd have to look up, but uh, he had a great get- Those players that have come from other provinces, you know, like Hanran and that, they've really performed. Yes. When they've got into that Munster culture and that, that. Uh, culture mm-hmm. and ethos and that, but I think you're right. It's, it's Connor it's,
0: Oliver and other players. It's time to it's time
2: to to take off that kind of reputation and say, look, okay, no, we won't be pleased unless yep. we get another win now mm-hmm. next week and keep the the ball rolling because it's important that they keep winning. Because suddenly you drop a couple of games mm-hmm. when you should have won. Suddenly the trainings is not a good. Suddenly players become a bit bitchy. Suddenly players saying, "I want my opportunity and all that." Yeah. So if you can keep winning, and you can keep players involved. Yeah, you know, because winning kind of and doing.
1: competition will push yeah. it, pu- pu- push each other. So when you have a good environment where your people are thriving, and yeah, you know what you want now is um, I'd probably like to see a bit of consistency. Maybe JJ Hanrahan and I think now at this stage, Carthy has to take yeah. that jersey off, and I'd like to see the consistency, especially in your halfbacks. Do you know, there's key areas where you want to see consistency. So. Um, I think, consistently on, the, on team selection, consistently in their performance, and, yeah, demand those wins because I think it's essential to them having a good season. And, you know, it's a long time since Connacht uh, rugby yeah. had a bit of, tro- you know, silver. Having worth. said
2: that, if last week was hard, this week will be harder for them because Absolutely. suddenly teams won't sit around and say, yeah. OK, well, you know, Connacht are coming over. we should beat We should beat them which they would have probably thought last year. Yeah. But now they'll have another look and the And the Bulls say,
0: are probably one of the only South African teams that are going well. Uh, and they're physical. They'll
2: have that, again, that big physical presence. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to do two weeks in a mm-hmm. row, you know, because at the end of the day, it takes a lot of energy out of you and, oh, and, the, God, and yeah. the heat and the humidity and all these things, let alone in Pretoria or whatever. But they've got to go in there with mm-hmm. self-belief and, 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 and know they can do it. They've proven yeah. it and, you know,
0: Moving yeah. on to Munster now, their old friends, the Stormers, came to town on Saturday. Now, the conditions dictated this game as well. It wasn't as bad as Friday night in Belfast, but it was a game, I suppose, where defence won out.
1: Yeah, I have to say, um, he, uh, I, I, I've i never met Pete O'Manny, but uh, one of my favourite parts was when he did a great carry, but the ball was so slippy, it turned over. And then one of the one of the lads just tapped him on the yeah. back and he got up and he was kind of, you know, he was pissed off at himself yeah. and then he was like, who just yeah. <laughs> I Who had the absolute cheek to do that and I absolutely yeah. held and yeah. I could see them now just, you know, poking the yeah. bear yeah. and fair <laughs> play to him. but yeah, 10-3, 10-3 three, three, it ended? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, tough L game to watch and it was my god it was pound for pound like it was poor conditions the line speed from the South Africans was ridiculous but obviously good to see the, the Irish lads back to yeah to bolster Munster and I think Jack Crowley, geez, he took some oh, yeah. amount oh, of yeah. hits and he just popped back exactly. up and he just kept going. So. That's it. He
0: was so calm, so composed, but he just showed how physical he was. Like those two um those two uh, tackles on him. Now one of them should have been a red card, it I think at least yeah. 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 It was, yeah, it was so late. <laughs> so late. It was but as you said, head. he just bounced up again.
1: Yeah. And didn't but, kind of cry about it, and yeah. I don't no. undermine that. But what summed him up for me
2: was, I think, late in the second half, he had a, he had a go at one tackle and missed, but he went back. He was like a yeah. a, a terrier. You know, fending mm. off the first one. They said, No, I'm going to go back and go again. Back and I go, just yeah. thought that this kid is this. And kid he was is involved so
0: in the try, the second I think attempt at the try. He's being just held a calm player.
2: He's a calm player, isn't he? You know, like I mean, when the, a few, they put a few of those uh, kicks through in a wet, slippery condition, he just was so calm, mm. going back, tidying up kicking for touch, you know, he does the basics so well and yet he has that bit of flair and that kind of cockiness that you need in in, in an out-half at the top level. I think he's going to be an absolute smashing player, I think, Mm -hmm. in the next couple of years. I think he's really going to run that cutter for Irish rugby and for Munster rugby, and I think as long as he can stay injury-free, we could have said the same thing about Joey Carbue a few years ago, of course, but I just think...
1: He's there's something different about him. Yes, there's something it?
2: different. He's got that strut. Yeah, he he's has. got that kind of slight bit of arrogance that you need from out. I'm not saying he's an arrogant guy.
1: Just a confidence where yeah. nothing fazes him. Do you know, no. it's, it's all outside noise to him. And I think that's, I think the key, Leinster are very different in, in their style of play and the type of players and personality yeah. they have. But Munster is this huge amount of heart and passion, which is absolutely, it's admirable. And it's, that's what they are, and that's what, you know, with the young guns coming up and that transition, it's lovely to see that monster, you know, blood mm-hmm. running through their veins where they're like, you know, yeah. we're here. Except the fight has to be managed, and I think that's where Crowley comes in, and he's just pulling the strings, and he's kind of, he let them off when he mm-hmm. needs to let them off, and then yeah. he'll rein no, them no. in when he wants I, to play I, ball. I think
2: you're right. He can, play it, he can play it always, really, at this stage. I mean, he's got a great passing game. He's got a good... He's brave defensively and he's a good kicking game. So whatever way Munster want to play in the future, Mm -hmm. I think he can play it that way.
0: And he was the difference really between the sides at the weekend because it was a hugely physical performance from the Stormers. We knew they'd bring that physicality and Munster, again, were under pressure when it came to scrum time and um, at the breakdown as well. So he was the difference between the teams.
1: He was. He was just that calmness and I think again the you know, that line speed and Evan Roos, he was absolutely like a train. Unbelievable. And you know, we saw how, how good he was for the Stormers, you know, maybe like two seasons ago and parts of it last season. Yeah. He was injured, he went off the boil, but by God was he back to his best oh, and yeah. he really mm-hmm. got them from football. You know, we spoke about that player whose difference in teams, who's just that kind of ignition, yeah. that nucleus that really sets them off and he was definitely that for them. And they'd probably kick themselves that they weren't yeah. a little bit better, but I think it was um, there was glimpse of exactly what they they can do so when their, their internationals come back they're still going to be one of the the yes, teams to they be.
2: didn't play it right I, I think they started to panic a bit mm. too early and their game sort of went to, to shreds in, in a sense they in the last 10 minutes maybe when they were chasing the game I get that but they become sort of very unstructured and they tried to give the ball to the big ball carriers too much yeah. and then they become easily read for Munster but I thought there were a lot of really good Performances for Munster, I think, led led by Crowley, but we're just talking about, I think, Jack O'Donoghue. Second half was you on, know, yeah. oh, he, that guy is is underrated as far as I'm concerned. He's Certainly, you know, rated in Munster, but you know, he's been worth as we're just talking about it off air. He's probably been worth more than his one cap or two caps. But he, you know, in the line out work, he took over from Peter O'Mahony Yeah, good performance of some of the younger players. Mm. The dog boy again, his
0: stock continues to rise.
2: Big, no, you know, somebody said when he grows up, yeah, <laughs> boy, boy, the power in his legs and, yeah. and stuff like that, he's to the of born too, you know what I mean? you know, Again, it puts on a couple of kgs, which they'll do in the academy or whatever like that. So you're now looking at a month's of time when they bring their, their South Africans, well, injury-free, hopefully, when they bring them back in, and, they, you know, Nankerville, I think... Nankerville that was th- good, yes, wasn't was he? Good. he? he He bought that physicality, even though he's not particularly big, just those hits he made in the last mm. few minutes.
1: He's great uh, footwork as well on the Great ball.
2: footwork, great footwork on the... On, on, and, and very highly rated it, it, in New Zealand before mm. he came over here. But, I mean, even that tackle he put on, the, I think, in the last minute, where he just yeah. chested up, you Yeah. Know. So they get getting there.
0: Yeah, you know. and Ollie Yeager is due to arrive this week, so he could play a part maybe on Saturday...
2: The size of that guy, I'm telling you now. What's he six foot four? Well, when I when I went that Ronan O'Gara invited me to the Crusaders camp a few years ago when he was out there coaching, and I went in, into the to the weights room, and I saw all these records that were held by the Crusaders, all the powerlifting and yeah. and, and 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 the squats and all that. This guy Ollie Jager or something like that. I said that, that guy's Irish, yeah. and he went out to play club rugby for I think New Brighton out there or something. He got the, he was a really nice guy, yeah. But man, is he big. I, I, he's probably he's probably six four, six five. He's probably a hundred and twenty, probably a hundred and twenty, hundred and twenty five kgs. I think at one stage he's up to hundred and thirty. You can't coach kgs. a player
0: to be big. No, <laughs>
2: he, you can't coach him to be big. And he, the only, the only, the only thing with Ollie, he's he's perhaps too nice. You know, I'd have loved to have seen. You know, like yeah. Well, use you don't that win seven aggressive.
0: Super Rugby no. titles. By not being a and, and he made
2: the New Zealand fifteen. He was he was there or thereabouts for the All Blacks. I just think that he's a quiet sort of guy, a quiet achiever, but uh he certainly made a difference to the Crusaders. It'd be a big loss to the Crusaders, actually. But I just would like him to be more to to, to be more kind of aggressive in his approach because given that size mm-hmm. and given that power. But what I'm saying is that you put him in alongside Klein and these guys that yeah. are coming back, and he's going to bring it out in him. Man, it suddenly you to look at a at a big monster pack. Yeah, because they really
0: it. missed that at the weekend, like the difference Klein and Snyman yeah. would have made well, to that pack. World at
2: Cup winners, <laughs> both of them, and that it's just the size thing. Well, because I mean, when you
1: insert two man mountains
2: yeah. into your yeah, pack, yeah, yeah. I mean That's you're going, a, going and you to, put them with Jager or something like that, and yeah. man, then suddenly you've got four guys in a team, you know, six foot five, six foot six, above mm-hmm. and
0: where does he sit in the depth chart with when you're looking at Stephen Archer, John Ryan, you've Keenan and Roman Sal Does he come straight in?
1: I think it'll depend on how he trains. The thing about it is you want him to come in and yeah. demand a jersey, but if that's not in his personality but I think to be honest for me Stephen Archer has been a great servant mm-hmm. to Munster Rugby, but um, I think the front row if, yeah. if in my opinion needs to be freshened it, up yeah. you know yeah, um, I agree obviously Dear Barron is there young hookers come yeah. true and I like him yeah I really like him I think there's huge potential but I think he needs maybe that exactly. experience either yeah. side of him in your tight and loose head. it'd be nice to see Dave Clacoyne back in there yeah. but I'd like to see the front row no, um, yeah. freshened up I think had, had he did great last year yeah. but I need to see a little bit more from him um, so I think yeah I think it'd be good competition I think we need to see his personality mm-hmm. you know if Brent is saying he's a quiet guy the thing about it is with so many big guys at Munster now you you can only be quiet for so long because I'd say you're going to be absolutely smashed in training and that's just I'd say the rusty and the um, competitiveness, which is yeah. what you want in in your training sessions. Yeah. So, um, I hope to see good things from them. I'd like to probably I'd slot men, whether that's on the bench or no, starting.
2: No, I'd agree. i agree entirely. Yeah. I think I think you're, you're quite right. I think that when we talked about Ulster before, mm-hmm. what Munster have needed the last couple of years. No, it's no disrespect. Those props have, have run out the miles, and they've done a fantastic job in Munster rugby and Irish rugby. But I think that is the one area that Munster need freshening up. Mm -hmm. You know, certainly Ollie can bring the size and hopefully for them he can bring the physicality as well that goes with that size. But I think then you're starting to get somewhere because I think that has been kind of Munster's Probably Achilles' heel over the last couple of years is they haven't probably purchased in the areas that they yeah. needed somebody. Mm. Whereas that the, the similar criticism could be maybe Ulster that Ulster haven't replaced those yeah. big ball carriers at the same. But
1: definitely Munster need to freshen up their front. Would you road? think Absolutely. he's very dynamic then? And I, I would assume ask, so. With coming from Crusaders and New Zealand rugby, that he's going to be. Like a he ball came player. through the
0: Irish system, but is the role of a prop different in Super Rugby? Or what would they well, want possibly,
1: from him? Well, possibly,
2: yeah. Po- and and that re- in that regard, he probably he's be be probably going to suit the European game more than yeah. unsuit it, because uh, the Super Rugby tends to be a television type game. What I mean by that, it tends to be players are selected on their ability to move around the the park at speed, because you're getting score lines of. Mm-hmm. Crusaders might beat the Highlanders fifty five forty five or something like that, so it's a, when I say it's a game for t v it's a game that's that's quick. I think ollie's strength though and his and his physical power, his size a bit like Heyman before him mm-hmm. for New Zealand stock, his size and his power and his ability to 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 scrum first, lift in the line out an extra four or five inches is is crucial in his in his arm reach mm-hmm. uh because that's a sort of modern prop but the modern tight is somebody that's yeah. that's tall as well. Um I just think, I think what he needs to work on, I'd be saying the same to him. bar for me to tell him how to prop, what I would like to see him, and he's developed in the last couple of years, I'd like to see him be a more aggressive ball carrier with that yeah. size, you know, crash and bash and use that mm-hmm. physicality. Because I think that's what Munster need. And a bit like Ulster, they need someone to get over that first and that's where I'm kind of kinda
1: looking at some of the more successful teams, whether we're talking about URC or we're talking about European competition, is that the front row is nearly like your back row. Yep. So you have a pack full of very, yep. very mobile, skillful, yep. athletic ball players. And I think that's where I, I feel like I think we're saying the same thing, that the yep. front rows need to not only be freshened up, but freshened yep. up with now what is the modern day prop and um, that they can give you that extra ball carry that they're they're not just this crash and bash and they're just kind of flopping. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That they're just going to no, add, add. Absolutely. Something.
2: That's the modern prop. The modern prop yep. is somebody that does it. And I know even from New Zealand rugby, they looked at guys like Lomax and that because that's what they could bring. They could bring that. That'd get. it's. it's you, you're right. It's not about just getting through set piece to set mm-hmm. piece to set piece. You need those players that are in close range when defences are sorted out across the field. You need that player that can take out two defenders.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and he's given a three and a half year contract, which is huge. So they are looking at him long term, and he'll have international ambition as well now. Absolutely,
1: well, hugely, and I think there, you know, obviously, Tiger has, has a lot of mileage on. And he's still a lot to go, but he's he has need been. Be well, we need him to play long term. In yeah, long term, because his injuries are coming from load base. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's yeah. not getting a break. Mm-hmm. Um, Finley Bealeham has done exceptionally well, yeah. but again, if you've two props, which is the nature, is you know, it's an area of. Absolute huge collision base, so I mean you don't come out unscated a lot mm-hmm. and you can just go through an unfortunate run of injuries, so I think there's absolutely a target there for him to set for himself, so get stuck and in you need big
2: men you need big men looking to the next World Cup mm-hmm. you need to replicate what's been successful mm-hmm. so you need props that are six four. 120, 125 mm. kgs, 130 kgs, even bigger. Yeah. You know, that's what you need now. That's the, that's the modern prop. You know, you're not going to get anywhere if you're 113 kgs and fast around the field. Yeah. Yet to,
0: you would know, be blown <laughs> <together>. off. <laughs> you know, go and play
2: hooker or, or, or head off out into the backs. You know, but... Uh,
0: yeah, Munster will be excited to get him into the red jersey yeah. but looking on to Leinster now um, they had a huge win in the RDS on Saturday but 54-5 it's weird to say that it wasn't uh, a, a
1: reflection of the a score a reflection yet. of
0: yeah. the performance from Leinster because they had the three tries after 16 minutes but then Scarlet's really made them work after that
1: well I think uh, to be fair Scarlet's controlled possession and territory and actually they didn't look bad when they had ball oh. in hand we capitalised on their you know, the three tries were capitalised on mistakes and yellow cards and everything else. So, you know, Dwayne Peel and his team would be kind of, you know, ruined the mistakes they made. But at the same time, when Leinster got oh and by God, were they sublime. You know... Oh they probably were, I thought Pernagast started extremely well. He's languid, he's confident. Yeah. He. What I love about him is exactly what Johnny brought is that he plays on yeah. the gain mm-hmm. line. He made some Scored really his first good... try. Yeah, and he took it very well, mm-hmm. you know, and he was involved in that whole build-up play. So I think there was a um, really glimpse as a class. They did then start to target him and I felt then when he was given this second mm-hmm. line of attack, the ball came out really quickly. But but some and he probably handling. overplayed it a bit. But, yes. But, but he looks like a young Johnny, doesn't he? Just even way he yeah. moves and yeah. his body shape, yeah.
2: and that he's he's kind of you know what Johnny Sexton is shoulders of a snake. Yeah. Know, <laughs> he, he kind of has no shoulders in the sense, but just the way he moves in the pack, I thought, God, that just looks like Johnny. I followed Johnny's career since he mm-hmm. was up at Mary's. And that I thought they look the same type of black yeah. and also his, his ability is in his passing game, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and even come little deft yeah. no look passes, and he's putting yeah. lads through mm-hmm. through the gap. And I know. Uh, um, Hugo Keenan was he was standout and he got player to match, but I have to say, Jamie Osborne, I thought it was a no, no, for me. His running lines, I thought he was now yeah. he should have got man the match. He got three tries, he got two tries. Two. Well, it was clearly man the match for me, and that's yeah. not taken
2: away from Hugo. Yeah. Hugo's no, he was but brilliant. Osborne uh, you
1: know, was a revelation, he, in that he game.
0: was, and he has been since the start of the Excellent. season. And he's another one.
1: Talk about Hume, talk about Osborne. He probably does. He, everyone we've mentioned now, he is someone who yeah. does need mm-hmm. to put on bulk. He does. Um, and, uh, but I thought his running lines, uh, yeah. especially even when he didn't get the ball, he created so much because he ran yep. with so much intent and so many players. My
2: angles he ran. Yeah,
1: it was, it ju- he just put the Scarlet's defence under pressure mm. all the time and even two ball, two ha- two hands <laughs> on the ball and like little <laughs> dummy pass. And he's confident. And that's what I'd like yeah. to see. Oh. And I think he was, obviously, he's been in Ireland camp. He's been very unlucky not to break through. It's a really tough position in the centre, especially for the 12 jersey. Just look at the depth exactly but he's certainly a guy who deserves mm. now I was kind of thinking that watching the game I was like do no. you know what now we're in a new cycle yep. this lad needs no, no, to come he, in he, he,
2: he'll, he'll get a shot absolutely I mean yeah. Uh, yeah. just the lines he rang I think it was one time in the second half the angle that he cut back on yeah. into the fours and I mean no way was he going to be stopped by some forward hanging around he just blistered in mm-hmm. yeah. but I mean you know yes that guy that guy's a quality player and we can keep him again we talk about these quality midfielders that was an area that probably you know they're going to go in the next cycle mm-hmm. and look who's going to replace the henshaws and and, and these days and the Bundy even who mm-hmm. might be a bit old at the next World Cup oh, God, these young players I mean it must be so frustrating for the opposition coming to town and saying <laughs> okay they're going to be missing this player this player this player and they yeah. think oh God now they're going to bring an Osborne <laughs> and these types of players. Oh, Leinster, when they want to play, man, they play. Yeah, they do. And and, like, and
0: there was a bit of rustiness, which you would expect. But they don't
2: care. They don't <laughs> care. They're one of these teams that are so good. Yeah. They can put 50 points on a team that you'd have thought, okay, a reflection might have been uh, 20 points to 11 mm. or 20 points to 10 would yeah. have been reflection. Suddenly they're looking at 55, whatever, 55-5 well, or something like that. And they they did it easily yeah. in the last 10 minutes, easily. Yeah. Players running onto the ball, you know, then they replacements come on and they – putting in balls and out balls and yeah. ring roses scooting through and Deegan is
1: creating Max Deegan, I'm glad you... I couldn't yeah. get his name there. Yeah. I thought actually Mac do, yeah. Max Deegan had he a great... Far he was away in. from the day And
0: he's a player that has kind of dipped in form, come in and out of form down to the years. Now, he has, I suppose, had his struggles with injuries, but he fe- it feels like he's really...
1: Turned a corner, hasn't Turned he? a
0: corner mm. this season and he scored two tries as well at the
1: weekend. Yeah, and, uh, and he wasn't in all the time anyone who was watching the game he kind of did this selfless work and then when he did get on the ball he was calm he was composed mm-hmm. he was having skip passes he was out in a channel that you'd normally see a hooker actually mm-hmm. um, but he was out in the channels yeah. and then geez, he took off like lightning for his last try yeah. uh, for the last try um, and I thought he was exceptional now I have to say he there was a, actually maturity about yes. him that's what came to my mind I was like this exactly. lad's turn a corner there's a maturity about him his decision making yeah. Um, when to make those decisions? I thought actually he was another guy who who really, no, really we stood out. No, this season him. he
2: has turned a corner. I, mean, yeah. I, I know his father well, Aidan, uh, and I, I've 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 been somewhat frustrated by Max over the last couple of years. Yes, I know injury hasn't played a part to get him the continuity of games he needed, but just this year uh, he's working a lot harder on his general game. He's yeah. he's prepared to do a lot of the dirty work. Uh, and also he's appearing in places where he can really use his athleticism because yes. he's another Caelan Doris in physique-wise. Mm-hmm. But Leinster don't – we're talking about what Munster and, and Ulster need. Leinster don't need that type of player because they don't play it that way. Yep. So their back row is all athletic guys that are maybe slimmer than the probably the – like Caelan Doris, in a sense, is more like Kieran Reid than he is against like some of the South Africans yep. because that's the way they Leinster play it quick ball and get them out into the out to the uh, wide areas. And that's the way they play. But I think, yes, Deegan will be there, thereabouts for the Six Nations. And, you know, hopefully these players get a chance.
0: Well, Leinster will look at this as the start of their season now, because look at their fixture list ahead. They have Munster mm. coming to town this week. Then they face Connacht and, of course, La Rochelle. So I suppose Leo Cullen, when he's looking at team selection, how will he manage these next few weeks? Will he go with his strongest team against Munster? And the likes of Jamie Osborne, will he get a a chance?
1: I suppose there's a couple of things and and Brent will know from the coaching side. You're kind of looking at your opposition. You're looking at what you have. You're looking who's firing and who's actually been performing for you and deserve that because it's a very hard balance now to reward lads who've actually been playing. And we've said this, like, it's so hard for those younger guys who've been training for months while all focus was on the World Cup yeah. and nothing's been on them. Um, I mean, Scott Penny came on, like another world class player <laughs> has Ar- Irish caps. You're looking at the bench when your camera, when TJ Carr <laughs> is going through and you're <laughs> like, there's Jack Conan and there's Mr. Byrne and there's Mr. Henshaw. And you're like, these are all caps to come back from World Cup. Yeah. And this is the bench. Like, they're not even on the bench. They're just up in the stands I'm having a, a in great British time.
2: Lions and World Cup. Absolutely. Atlantic. Any other country in the world would love Penny. Mm-hmm. You know he's yep. such a good player. But you're right. Then you then you dip down to the next level, and you're looking at guys like Rhys Ruddock, and that and still you know can get, can mm-hmm. give a lot of uh, talents to rugby. But I think you're right, and it's a very difficult balancing act. And I think probably you know Leo Cullum was you know criticised last year, you know for putting out a weaker team mm-hmm. in the in the before they met La Rochelle. Like, you can't please everybody all the time. So you've got to keep these players like Osborne and that involved and say, okay, you've got to be rewarded for the way that you're playing. So my thought would be that he'll select, he'll bring a few more players in for this weekend, mm. he'll, he'll rotate a few more, he'll keep the basis of the mm. core of that team, but then he'll look in the next couple of weeks to the big match against La Rochelle, who aren't doing particularly well at the moment mm. in the French no. top but, but no. Don't write them <laughs> off. <laughs> no. no. you <Exactly. laughs> saw that interview with rod <laughs> Oh, Leicester. God. Leicester. Yeah. Leicester. You know, they'll get up for that match, but... Uh, but I think Lynx are in a place of real good health. Yeah. And they're welcoming and back
0: players. And they're out for revenge against Munster this weekend. Now, looking at the two sides and the games that they had this weekend, they were very different games. Who is in the best position ahead of the matchup on Saturday?
1: I think that's hard to compare because I think Munster will be, you know, confident in the result they got against a very strong South African team, whereas... I suppose, Leinster were rusty in some of their decision makings. But then, you know, when they counter and put Scarlet's under pressure, their line speed was excellent. And I'd like to see them bring that to Munster, mm-hmm. who actually coped with the, the, the line speed of the Stormers very well. So, but they still cut down the space, didn't make sure there was enough gain line. So there'll be some key areas as well with competition miles. Uh, the two number eights, like I thought, um, Gavin Coombs was probably quiet at the weekend yeah. compared to what he normally does from a ball Karen, Caelan Doris showed glimpses of exactly yeah. what it's, like some of his turnovers. You don't yeah. even see it's there and then he's turned the ball over. Um, and Max Deegan as well, there was something, he was a bit chirpy to the referee, which I liked because it was in his belly. Mm. And that's something he's not. So, I can think there's competition for players. I'd say they really want to, you know, make an impression on Nina Barr coming in and kind of put their hands up. So uh, I'd say Dan Sheehan will start probably in the hooker position. I thought he was a great impact, but Ronan Keller did well. I thought Andrew Porter, he looks so lean. He looks in great shape. One of the tackles, he picked the Scarlet Lad up and he was unlucky if he just had a release and got back on, he would have got rewarded with a turnover. So um, huge glimpses of exactly how far... Leinster can up it if they can kind of put everything together in a more consistent performance and control a bit more of possession and territory. But when they did have the ball, they were exceptional.
2: They're just about unbeatable when they're playing like that. I think for Munster, the role is probably, I would see it as probably slightly more difficult for them because Mm. they've got to shut down the way Leinster play. If they can do that like they did for, for so much of the Stormers match, yes, then they can win that match. I just don't know at this stage. There'll be a lot of key matchup: Crowley, Nankerville in the centres. If they can hold Leinster's playmakers, Mm -hmm. they can hold them at bay, then they can win this match. I just think that Leinster, if you give Leinster a sniff or or two inches in a match, they're going to take yards. Um, And and, Munster
0: have a target on their back this season. Like Even their rook speed last year, it was the quickest I think in the competition, yeah. but teams are targeting that exactly. now, and they're not getting the same. It's type not of as clean quick ball. actually.
1: No. Uh, it hasn't been as quick. Obviously, uh, Roundtree wasn't impressed with last week because the the no, the, the rooks the, ba- the, rook, the ball the rook speed was a lot less last week, which meant they couldn't play and they were on the back foot, and they obviously then didn't get the win. So the problem is then you're coming up against Leinster who's three to five seconds ruck speed and when you're moving that ball they will just cut them open. It'll be interesting to see how Crowley kicks next week. Uh, I think set piece will be key for Munster. It's probably an area I yeah. think they have a little bit upper advantage against Leinster especially possibly in the line out but if our is consistent and I thought James Ryan actually he was physical he got himself about mm-hmm. Um but it's one probably key area I would hope I would think Munster will attack us. That's the one Munster area I'd be.
2: Munster would like their big players back for this match. Uh, you know, that's yeah. clear to see. That and they won't get them. I don't know what the situation is. Peter Armani, will he...
0: Peter Armani will, and Jack O'Donoghue yeah. were both injured. Yeah, I haven't heard anything yeah. this morning. Yeah,
2: Lose those two players. both, And they're already losing a lot of yeah, players. You know, I mean. So suddenly you're going backline. into those type five battles where you're right, Munster would have previously thought with Klein and Steinman and these guys that they might have the slight edge. You take those players out... Different. Suddenly they're looking at Dan Sheehan coming back in. Furlong got his uh,
0: Yeah, he was lively months. as well, even lively for a as few well.
2: Minutes. Porter coming back, you're right, looking lean. Mm. They've suddenly put in a guy like McCarthy or someone like that with right. Like
0: just p- goes on and on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately
2: for Munster, yeah. it goes on and on. Uh, you know, Munster will have to get a lot of work out of their young and experienced players yeah. if, if if Omani and, and, and Joe McCarthy as well. He yeah. was another lad well, who was just I mean. swatting
1: Scarlet fellas for, for fun. Joey owner. came off the 78 minute and he had put in some amount oh, of no. work right, you know so another he's a big guy ball another big <laughs> yeah. ball character.
0: well it's due to be a cracker we're going to have to leave it here today my thanks to Brent and to Lindsay all four provinces in good shape after the weekend and we're very excited for the Interpro next weekend in the Aviva until then on House of Rugby from myself Brent and Lindsay Slán Sports Show presents House of Rugby